0: Hello and welcome back to the Cinematic Comic First podcast. I'm your host, Davis. I'm joined by Ryan and Corey, as always. Um, let's go Ryan first. How's it going?
1: It is going very well, Davis. My life is great.
0: Wow. All right. I'm glad to hear that, but I suspect that with life going well, you don't have much to report on. So we'll go to Corey. Uh, or how's it hanging, lying. Corey? Oh, well... After we check in on Corey, may, may, maybe you can, we, we, we can pull it that thread a little bit more.
2: Um, life is very busy, uh, as one might expect, but I I think it was yesterday where like the timing was working on everything. Where like, I caught the train exactly and like all of these good signs. And I think I'm still floating on that, that like perfectly timing life today. Did I time things perfectly today? No, but I still got that vibe. So I'm mm. feeling good. That's
1: a great vibe.
0: Oh, Corey, how positively <laughs> metropolitan of you to, to catch the train. <laughs> uh, okay.
2: This is so random, but everyone here calls it the light rail. And whenever I say train, they're like, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? We don't have a train. Mm. I'm like, oh, you're so, so pretentious. The light rail. What's the difference? I'm probably wrong, but I don't want to be.
0: That reminds me of uh being so i my 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 wife is from california we met married and lived in utah for a while and then when we moved back to north carolina i was talking to some of my coworkers and i mentioned yeah you, you know the 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 85 was really congested on on my map so i decided to take the 70 in today and they were like excuse me what the 85 the 70 where are you from i was like guys come on this is like very well understood They're like no it's it's i-85 or highway 70 or whatever it's not the this the that and i i, I felt kind of attacked very othered by that experience
1: that reminds me of as someone who was born in Southern California and grew up there and then later moved to Northern California and then later moved to many other places. (laughs) Uh, But going back to just the California parts, it's very interesting to me how defensive people get of certain areas in what constitutes Southern California, Central California, and Northern California. Yes, and you would think that they would just divide it into thirds and say this is central, this is north, this is south but people are very particular about like basically people say if you live LA and south of that that's southern California and if you say anything else uh, but the town that I grew up in was called Santa Clarita and it is (laughs) Santa Clarita Yes, it is the very same as Santa Clarita <laughs> Diet.
2: <laughs> My only contribution, continue. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, But it is technically still in L.A. County, but a lot of people do not consider it part of Southern mm. California because it's still like 45 minutes north of L.A. But like, I don't really care. You can call it whatever you want. If you think I'm from Central California, that's fine. But People get so mad if you tell them you're from Southern California. Uh, some people Absolutely at least. be
2: ridiculous. Can, can we not just call out Al- LA County? That's a, such a weird dividing line. And that, I love how nitpicky it is.
1: Yeah, that's what I... That's my thought process. But some people just get really defensive about like... Because I think there is kind of like a little bit of a Hollywood elitism to... Oh, you don't know what it's like to be part of the Hollywood scene because you don't live oh in LA like,
2: I mean I how many think... people do
1: <laughs> that's true and that's another thing that me and my brother talk about is the people who uh complain about some of these colloquialisms uh after moving to LA from some like eastern state and being there for five years and being like Oh, you don't know what it's like to take the i5 every day.
0: I don't know. Ah. Uh, R- R- Ryan furthering the uh othering debate by lo- by 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 looking for other cleavages that 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 he can <laughs> dig into to discredit those who are trying to kick him out of Southern California. <laughs> what do you know? You grew up in Philly. Um yeah, it, it's it it's it's very interesting. Yeah. It 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 reminds me of like the elementary school playground where anything that you did that was even a hair left or right of of center would would be the thing that you were teased and bullied about. Uh, I was tall, so I was called the jolly green giant. I don't mind being tall, but boy did I hate that as an elementary schooler because. They called me the Jolly Green Giant, which wasn't even a good insult, but it hurt my feelings. I also had big ears and they called me Dumbo, and that one struck a lot deeper.
1: Yeah, that one seems worse. Jolly Green Giant, I feel like, had his fling with all of us, and then now he doesn't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, like, that's still a brand, right? They, 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 They have lost a ton of brand awareness over the past. 25 years it would seem
1: i also don't think had his fling with all of us was the best no but i liked
2: it (laughs) um oh it's it's now the green giant it's still i was like i know i've bought these canned vegetables recently he's no longer jolly he's no longer jolly he's just green
0: ravaged by the horrors of capitalism oh, okay. he is no longer <laughs> jolly
2: actually actually now i'm looking at it i think his name is jolly green giant green giant is the brand
0: uh,
1: oh
2: okay. Giant. oh maybe yeah it's just it's just the the mascot is jolly green giant yeah. um okay weirdly enough though i now want to start like making elementary school style like mean but also funny nicknames for everyone um in like an in way not in an actual cruel way but I just think that'd be so fun am I the only one <laughs> I'm
1: I'm just waiting for you to insult me right now
2: I can't think of any <laughs> oh did I say this I shouldn't have said it until I would come up with some I'm, I'm having my my trivia problem where as soon as mm. like I'm on the spot, I can't think of a single word.
0: All right, ne- next next yeah. next episode, Corey will thoroughly roast both of us.
2: <laughs> all right, right. perfect.
0: All, all right, um, I need to know, can you all hear this? Hang on.
1: Listening, I did hear that. Okay. It sounded. I'm like glad to hear that. Jacob Marley's chains. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: scrooge uh it is a bike bell that i bought because i wanted to have a sound effect on the podcast and i don't know what to use it for right now but i would like it to be something that i use to signify like something that we do often the best (laughs) thing that i have come up with so far is when we Turn the male gaze upon the males and undress them with our eyes. Um <laughs> but if the if there is a better, uh less lascivious purpose for this bell, that would be fine too.
1: Well I'll I'll oh. keep my, my mind open.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, and if, if if anyone in the listening audience has an idea or hates mine, uh feel free to let <laughs> us know. All right. Um, with that, we'll we'll kind of pivot into what, what are we reading or I, I I guess for Corey's content corner, what are we watching?
1: <laughs> um I've continued with Brian Michaels Bendis's uh, run on Avengers and New Avengers and all that stuff he did. And I've gotten to the secret invasion portion just in time for the show. And that's been exciting.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Some uh, some tie-ins, no doubt.
1: Yeah. Um, and then I also started Avengers Forever by Kurt Busick. And it is confusing. But in the little foreword that he wrote, he mentions... Uh, I really like the kree sc- scroll War, and I kind of imagined that every issue they were just kind of g- making it up as they go, and so I wanted to write a book kind of like that, where we just didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> and So I was like, well, they kind of want it to be confusing. But it's still interesting and compelling, and it's a big uh, King storyline where he is in a war with Immortus, who is his future self, uh, ties into whatever they're trying to set up in phase five
0: i love battles with future selves
1: <laughs> what is this i need to put this in
2: my library i, I don't know if you it. do i don't Okay, <laughs> never mind. i
1: i think it's good but it's i think all comics are good <laughs> and i i don't know if it like after reading the first one i was kind of like all right, I gotta do some. I gotta pull up like three different wikis to kind of understand what, what is mm, going on. Never here. mind. Never <laughs> mind. Mm. But maybe, I, I, maybe more uh, literary, uh, students of the comic might might be more intelligent than I am and pick it up right away.
2: You're the most literary comic person I know.
1: So,
0: I'd agree with that. I would
1: disagree. <laughs>
0: I, I'm. I'm I'm looking at pictures of Immortus right now. Ooh. I mean he's he he's all that in a bag of chips. Oh
2: my goodness, I'm googling, I'm googling. I'll
0: I'll I'll be honest, Corey. He may be a very specific flavor of chip. Uh may may, may maybe not your favorite bag, but
1: <laughs> I mean, Yeah.
0: He's, he he he's wearing the heck out of that purple Pope hat.
1: <laughs> yeah not not a fan so far um apart from that i just wanted to say we charlotte and i just finished the show poker face the first season have you guys watched this
2: mm. oh do i need to
1: it's really good
2: okay i'll do it uh
1: it's <laughs> yeah it's i we really really enjoyed it um it's on peacock though so that's the i have peacock okay <laughs> <laughs> my my brother did like a a year subscription and so we we logged into that charlotte wanted to watch uh the parks and rec on mm. that was set on may 31st on the actual day of may 31st oh and so we finally signed into it after my brother having this account for like 3 months and then we're checking out some other shows i don't know if oh. i'll ever be curious enough to check out bel-air though
2: no i would agree too much we're too old honestly
1: <laughs> i um i just don't like it looks too scary compared to fresh prince of bel-air like it's going to like make me feel things that i don't want to feel necessarily yeah
2: <laughs> I honestly I've tried so many times to because I feel like a lot of television or like fun television is with teenagers as as the main characters Mm. and every time I try to get into one like I I try to watch Riverdale so many times and I'm like I just can't get over the fact that they're 16 Mm,
1: yeah
2: and it's just so also they're all soapy all of the teenage dramas are so soapy and that's not my jam
1: Yeah. yeah um let, let me sell you real quick on poker. Yeah. It's Give me the pitch. This, uh, this, like, waitress, I guess you could say, who works in mm-hmm. Vegas, and she can tell if someone is lying or not. And for one reason or another, she has to go on the road to hide out from some people. And every single episode, she goes to a place where someone is murdered. Ooh. And- she is kind of like she knows when people are lying and so she kind of follows certain clues to figure out if like to kind of catch people and it's really good and each episode is like almost sometimes in a different genre every time
2: oh i like that
1: great a great show and the guest stars are incredible as well but the main star is Natasha Leone, I believe is her name.
2: Oh, I like her.
1: Yeah. It's good, though. I recommend it.
2: Okay. Okay. I love you recommending me a show.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're on Peacock, if you haven't already, definitely watch the fan episodes of The Office.
1: Okay. What is the okay. difference?
2: So, they include the um, some of the cutscenes and um like storylines that weren't in the original one so they're basically like a director's cut of all the episodes so I think they're like maybe three minutes longer four minutes longer so not not substantially but enough that as someone who's watched it a lot of times I felt like I was getting totally new episodes because oh, wow. you know th- there might be a whole plot line that they had cut out of the original that was just cut for time that you know suddenly you get so you get a whole different perspective.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Um, i'm i'm curious about that new damon lindelof show that's gonna be on there about the nun who's searching for the holy grail
0: oh that keeps showing up on my amazon fire stick
1: yeah i i'm curious about that one it looks interesting <laughs> i forgot what it's called. Coming up
2: miss mrs davis
1: yes that's the that is correct
2: it's 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 a sure question mark for me as to whether or not I will like this.
1: Mrs. Davis, what is this about? Davis's wife?
2: <laughs> what is your wife doing, David? <laughs> a nun? So weird.
0: I know. Uh yeah, never mind. I I I was gonna launch into like a um like a what's his face? Alright, I'm I'm just bailing on this entire bit. Um <laughs> hurry ring the Corey. bell. Cory. <laughs> okay uh Cory
1: I will admit it doesn't always pick up,
0: <laughs> oh darn it, but you All can
1: right. hear it like scratching against things and so <laughs> a sound picks up, but not like the I, I, actual I'm, bell sound
0: i'm I'm turning off noise suppression, so hope hopefully that will help
1: dangerous <laughs> I know
0: yeah if if someone farted it wasn't me. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> All right, Corey, I'm I'm almost completely out on How I Met Your Father. Like, I have given it two seasons. I I stay up at night sometimes. I, li- literally, Taylor is nearly taken by the Sandman before I just pipe up, this doesn't even make sense. Like, How I Met Your Mother did this or that or this or that. And They do none of it and they do everything wrong and I hate it. And it's cringy. (laughs) And like, I don't even like how I met your mother that much, but compared to how I met your father, how I met your mother is like, should win every Emmy that has ever been awarded.
2: Cannot disagree with you. If I'm being honest, it's not a great show. But I love Hilary Duff, and I just can't stop. It's it, it for me. It's certainly more on the like almost a hate watch or watch because I have to, and it's going yeah. to get canceled. Um, and every once in a while, there's like a part that I find really redeeming or fun, and I I also think I am the core demographic. Very, very rarely, I think. These types of shows go for the the late 20s early 30s okay just kidding all of them but this one's just a lot more female centric than a lot of other sitcoms
0: I think and that's this- why I don't like it
2: Yeah you just don't like women I get it <laughs> Um but I think uh, that's the only thing keeping me going and you don't have that in you so
0: <laughs> I I I want it to be good and I know and- like I I I want it to succeed, I I worry that like how 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 I met your mother being able to cast Neil Patrick Harris was like the coup of all time because he was better than that show deserved. It 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 was it, it was a plus that they got like Jason Siegel and and Kobe Smulders and. I felt like Josh Radner kind of came into his own as Ted uh, over the course of the show. But Neil Patrick Harris took that to another level. I'm trying to imagine what that show would be like without NPH. And even with that handicap, I feel like how I met your father is like so far below that. And I, 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 I like, One of the things that I liked about How I Met Your Mother was upon my 76th rewatch of it uh, is is appreciating that none of the characters on that show took themselves too seriously and were okay, like being embarrassed or being embarrassing. And I feel like the only two characters on that show. Well, you, you know what? I feel like most of the guys and Ellen are willing to be embarrassing, but Sophie, Hillary Duff's character, like the only time she is embarrassing is when it's like, oh, "I'm a I'm a thirty-something in New York. I'm adulting. I I can't do anything right." And
1: the show sounds great. I know, uh,
0: and no. and and I'm not I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to do like an. Anti woman thing, even though it's really coming across like that. No,
1: I I don't think it is. I, yeah. I just, just kidding. I I just, it sounds terrible.
0: All right, Corey. (laughs) Yes.
2: So, so, I think similarly to how I met your mother, the main character is the worst character because partially, like, this is them telling you their story. And I think, like, Ted is a horrible human being. Who is so obnoxious but because he's telling the story like you hear it differently than if anyone else was like saying his story whereas then you're like maybe accentuating other people so i do think like distorted reality sort of works um but i think like where it went better for mother is like we all hated ted (laughs) Sure. <laughs> um, And I think the way he played that character led more to be this like awkward person that was like, okay, yeah, they're super annoying. Whereas Hillary Duff maybe isn't leaning into that as much.
0: Um, okay. Yes. Well, well put, well put.
2: Yeah. I, I think it has so much potential. Okay. Let me just tell you my, we need to, we need to move it on. But my fan theory that I would love to be true is that, she ends up with her best friend. I kind of feel like they have chemistry. I think they're cute together. I think it would be adorable. Um, and that the father is just like the sperm donor, and it's one of their friends.
0: Oh, okay?
2: How adorable. So that's why he doesn't really know who his father is is because he didn't live with his dad. De- you know, like it's just a random sperm donor,
0: sure. um i I, I really like that theory. i, I we we will either make a Patreon exclusive episode where I give the <laughs> autopsy of how I met your father, or we will, we we will upload a video to our only fans where my wet, stinky piggies <laughs> are just out there, you know, for, for anyone to see where I talk about how I met your father. Uh, and I'll like, I'll, 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 I'll get a full pedicure before we do it. So, so that they are like, show ready but anyway (laughs) that's that
1: i feel like like the amount of thought that you've put into your theories about how i met your father Corey, is very similar to a marco polo i sent davis today that he has not listened to (laughs) which is basically me talking about star wars for 20 minutes and then oh i can't wait continually saying well this is the difference is i continually say I've talked too much about this and I'm basically repeating the same things you've heard me say a million times and then talk for another t- 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> oh man. I, I, I can't wait to, to watch that. I I, I normally save it for the morning drive, but this, <laughs> this, this, this get, might be something I watch immediately after don't recording. Get
1: excited. <laughs> uh, because no one, well, have you guys talked about your stuff we, i think i feel like it's mostly been me and then we went on the how i met your father tangent that
0: that that's all a i had to talk about
2: <laughs> okay
0: yeah
1: cory
2: uh no i i've talked about a lot of the things i've been watching so i think <laughs> yeah i think we're good
0: okay yeah, my, that 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 "How I Met Your Father" take was all I had prepared for the entire episode. So we <laughs> we we can move on. Um, we so we, we we read two comics for this, and I, obviously we we are reviewing Spider-Man: Far From Home. So to to get ready for that, we we did some reading in um in in the Marvel I guess comic universe. Uh. That that had to do with Mysterio. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number thirteen was the first appearance of Mysterio. Uh, we 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 learn a little bit about his character in that issue. Um, somewhat quick rundown: Spider-Man is out and about robbing banks. The lovable Webhead is seen sticking up businesses and thwipping away, baffling police officers and readers alike. As word spreads of Spidey's no-good deeds, the suspicion and anger of the masses turn on our beloved wall-crawler. At school, Peter Parker hears news of the heist and begins to doubt himself. Could he have done this while sleeping? Is he the victim of a split personality? Peter's fears begin to trickle into his personal life. He is uncharacteristically curt to females, drops plates around the house, and tries to avoid falling asleep so that his alter ego can't take over. Alas, the answer to his questions doesn't come until a bulletin is posted in the Daily Bugle, inviting Spider-Man to join the aptly named Mysterio atop the Brooklyn Bridge. Spidey complies with the mysterious request to find a foe seemingly tailor-made to counter the wall crawler, rendering his Spidey senses and webs completely ineffective. After defeating Spider-Man atop the bridge, Mysterio is hailed as a hero in the city. Peter devises a way to catch Mysterio unawares and finds that the culprit is a stuntman and Leonard Nimoy lookalike. Mysterio graciously (laughs) offers up his entire backstory, sharing his realization that he could use his background in stunts and special effects to become a hero even greater than Spider-Man. By emulating Spider-Man's costume and powers, Mysterio could be both hero and villain. Unfortunately, Spidey records the confession and uses his natural talents to outwit Mysterio's tricks and tools. Um, I, I, I thought this was a pretty tight, uh, like early Spider-Man issue. Um, we, we, we see a lot of the characters that are, that are in the like a lot of the classmate age, uh, people who were, who were in the movie. And of course we, we, we get our first look into Mysterio. What, was there anything that kind of jumped out to you all from the pages of that issue? Do
1: you think? Bull cuts were in style, or do you think Steve Ditko just likes to draw draw bull cuts? But every, every time I see Quentin Beck's face, I'm like, that guy's got to change something about his his hair or something.
0: <laughs> he, he 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 needs a really strong widow's peak. Uh, which, which is another thing that Steve Ditko uh specializes in.
1: Yeah, because he. He has similar features to Dr. Octopus, to me.
0: Yes. But he has black hair, not brown. <laughs> That's but that, true. Yeah. But it but, can't I mean...
1: be all black. It has to be slightly blue, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love, yeah, I love the
1: tag at the, the front cover. What's this, Spider-Man turning to crime? You're in for a real shock. Ever see a comic mag superhero t- take his troubles to a psychiatrist? You will know.
2: Oh my goodness. The best part of the psychiatrist bit is he goes to the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist is like, yes, I am going to finally like treat the biggest celebrity ever. I'm going to win all the awards. I'm going to be famous. Um, And then Spider-Man like thinks through and he's like, wait, if I tell him things then he's going to know things about me and then he'll reveal my secret." And he just like flies out of there. Yeah. He didn't think about that before he went to a psychiatrist <laughs> office. Also, this is a really bad psychiatrist. There's just like so much in that little
1: space. Yeah. Even the thought process of like, someone's <laughs> robbing banks and they say it's me. Is it me?
2: Of that so much. And <laughs> I do think we could reference it later when we talk about the movie of just the lack of self identity or like, understanding and just the ability like the immediate jump to this insecure place of like it could be me i could be robbing a bank
0: yeah yep spider-man went to that therapist and uh you know he he was he 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 was gonna try and have that easy solution to his problems (laughs) but as soon as he got in there he's like talk about my feelings what am i a woman and then
2: (laughs) He really could have stayed. It would have helped.
0: I I, I think so. Uh, by the way, you can get ten percent off on BetterHelp with promo code <laughs> Cinematic Comic verse Podcast Corey Ryan Davis.
2: Okay. Um, I've actually heard some very bad things about BetterHelp.
0: Oh. Well, I fortunately they're not a sponsor.
2: Perfect. I don't know if it's real. So I don't know. Discount, but anyway, side note, over. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: yeah. uh, going off the movie. I do like how the movie, there's like a focus on his spider sense, him still trying to kind of figure it out or it not working as well. And in this comic, that's kind of the main way he defeats Mysterio is there's all this fog that he has to fight through. And he's like, I can use my spider sense to get through all this. And goes hand in hand with the movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I, I I really appreciate that parallel. It was funny in this issue um, how Sp- Spider-Man's tactic was basically like, I'm going to run into this mist and just start throwing haymakers, and ho- hopefully I will connect at least once with Mysterio, put him on his butt, and then we can be on an even playing ground.
1: <laughs> uh, what do you guys think what? of the difference in what movie special effects were in the sixties when this is written versus Mm. how they had to kind of do it in the movie where it's, he's not even a special effects guy. He's just one of Tony Stark's ex employees.
2: Really interesting piece of this is it felt like it is an equivalent mystifying position where, I would assume special effects at this time were kind of just like they just like make this magic happen and suddenly you see different things than what you could. And it was kind of like this, ooh, who knows what that means and how they do that. Um it was, it was very hand wavy. And then they took that and they're like, well, a lot of us know how special effects are like, that's not as cool anymore. Also, a lot of it's CGI. Anyway, so let's just make it so they're like a really smart scientist man who yeah. just knows how to do things.
1: <laughs> and I, I I do like the direction they take where they're like, it doesn't, no one really listens to you unless you're a superhero. Oh,
0: I so they, love you know, yeah.
1: that. But um, I'm sure we'll get into that that later.
2: Yeah. Yes. It was interesting in this, though, how it was a much smaller operation. That, which was really interesting that like he does so many crazy special effects but he's kind of by himself or with one other person um yeah
1: yeah i i haven't read too many modern mysterio comics so i kind of wonder what direction they've taken him recently
2: I started one and oh. didn't get to Mysterio yet. <laughs> 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 but I actually I think I'm going to keep reading. It was really fun. Um what,
1: do you know what uh what issue it was?
2: Yeah, so it's it's the Prelude to Sinister War and it's the Amazing Spider-Man. So the instead of just Amazing, um and it's number 70 um that run started in I think 2018 and this oh. one was Like I think this one is even more modern than that, but I can't remember.
1: Wow.
2: Um, Yeah, because I I had that thought of I really want to read a pretty modern version of this, Um, and I didn't get to it.
1: That's (laughs) that's I look forward to if you finish it or yeah, yeah, I'll
2: let you know. Honestly, I I feel like I'm going to read this one, but I'm really liking the comics so far, so I'm tempted to just go back earlier in this run and read more of them.
0: Would mm. would 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 it have been too on the nose to make Mysterio an Imagineer, uh, just, just a, 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 a a Disney employee who who became disgruntled and wanted to bring down Iron Man and his empire?
1: That would be great. I wish. I, I wish so much.
0: Yeah. He, he's like, I'm the person who's responsible for making Pirates of the Caribbean water smell the way it does. <laughs> I'm everything to that place. Uh the 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 last thing I wanted to point out on on Amazing Spider-Man 13 is when 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 Peter was like stressing out, he was dropping plates and Aunt May, who by the way was just horrifyingly drawn in, in this comic, uh, uh, especially the shots where it wasn't, like, focusing on her face, so, sh- so she had just very, like, scant details. She looked horrifying, but she's like, oh, Peter, are you worried about the fact that our savings account is about to dry up and that we have two mortgages on this house and that we can hardly afford to pay for food and rent? Well, just don't worry about that, dear. Everything will be fine.
2: The right. trauma, this woman. Oh, I mean, I recognize they're just like, how do we tell this story super fast?
1: Right. But, oh, terrible. One of one of my favorite things about Aunt May and some of these earlier runs is when she has like she has some sort of medical condition where if something freaks her out, yes. she will like die. and yes her thinking about peter like doing anything yes like exacerbates it a little bit more and she's like oh please don't leave peter you'll do something and he's got to do something as spider-man and there's just (laughs) this constant battle of like i have to do this but if aunt may finds out i might kill her
0: Oh, man, she she she's like a possum. Like and in, in, anytime she gets too stressed out, she plays dead un, un, until she like thaws back out. And I really appreciate that about Aunt May. Yeah, I, that 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 actually becomes a plot point in Amazing Spider-Man 66. If we want to zoom over there.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. I, I um, do
1: want to also mention, though, it is interesting that Aunt May starts really old and gets younger and younger. in the comics, not just in the movies.
0: Right. She she has Benjamin Button disease uh, to to the point that, you know, we 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 end up with uh, Marissa Tomei as a uh, a, a, as an Aunt May.
2: I want to do the math again really fast for everyone. It's always been like this woman. I don't know. Is she in her 60s and, and Peter is like 16? How old is her younger sister? That's how aunts work.
0: 38.
2: <laughs> and she's just like 22 years. Okay, 22 isn't the craziest <laughs> thing. But no, no, that's 32. I don't know how math works. But it makes a lot more sense that she's young-ish. Oh,
0: 22,
2: yeah. Marissa Tomei is like in her 50s. She's an appropriate age to be an aunt of a 16-year-old boy. It's very strange they made such an old woman an aunt of a sixteen-year-old boy. All right, that's it. That's the math
1: rant. <laughs> Perfect. It's great math. Sorry, I was looking. I was I was trying to find the canonical age of Aunt May, and I am not finding any results.
0: I'll 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 shout out. Um... Douglas Wolks W O L K all of the Marvels again because I've been reading through that and he and a number of other intrepid Marvel readers have tried to like really lock down the chronology of the Marvel universe and although apparently it's been explained in comic by by Galactus that basically like everything that happens in the Marvel universe happens at the time you read it. It it, there, like there, there, there's, there's a sliding scale of, of timeline events. So most of the stuff, like, I I don't know, uh, Harry Osborn driving a model T like that, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's in the sixties. That's just kind of set dressing to, to give it a time appearance. But that could happen here, but there are some events that are, like, so important that they basically are anchored in the timeline and kind of have this black hole effect where, like, this has to have happened before or after that other thing. Um, but anyway, they, to, to the best of their ability, they have tried to, like, figure out how long the Marvel story has been going on in comics and it's estimated that it, that it is about 16 years. Uh, so <laughs> over those 16 years, Aunt May has gone from uh, the Crypt Keeper to an appropriate age for an ant.
2: <laughs> um, I, do I love believe... it so much. How in the world has the Earth gone through so much in 16 years?
1: I do believe well, they call it the... Uh the sliding time scale is like the yeah. official name for it or something like that. Okay. And I have no idea. I think it's just one of those things you got to ignore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I did a Google and I see that aunt may is supposed to be between the ages of like 55 and 65, which when you think about, and I, you know, so my rant about 60 was maybe a little crazy, but the woman is not I don't know. She doesn't look 60 in the comics we're reading. She looks eighties.
0: To, to be fair
2: yeah
0: 60s people, look different <laughs> yeah like like people people decades ago just automatically look older than people of their equivalent age today do uh like i i i'm i'm thinking specifically about nba players from like the 1970s i mean those were men with back problems like like, they came into the league balding, huge mustaches or, like, you know, sideburns or whatever, and they couldn't have been a day under 50. But on their cards, you know, it says, hey, I'm 22, just got out of college from UNLV or whatever. <laughs> I, can't, I can't explain it, but they're old.
2: All right. I think we've All solved right. everything that ever needs to be solved. Spider-Man <laughs> <It's few>. sixty <36. laughs>
0: Let's do it. All right. So uh, this, this this issue, uh, I, I, I guess it's a two-part. Um, it's called The Madness of Mysterio. Uh, so this is Amazing Spider-Man 66, and then Ryan's going to give us a brief summary of 67. Yes. I, um,
1: I apologize. I only put 66 on the reading list, but forgot it was a two-parter.
0: Yeah. And that's okay because I'm,
2: I'm mad about it. And we really, we, we can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, like, a joke, everyone,
0: I, I, I thought that the end of 66 was a really interesting dovetail into some of the things that we see in the movie. Um, because at, at that critical point, you could kind of let your mind run wild, but you know, we, 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 we all suspect that Spidey's going to be okay. Um, so it, it, anyway, Amazing Spider-Man 66. Mysterio is back, and this time he's made some improvements. The self-proclaimed greatest special effects man Hollywood has ever known has outfitted his helmet with special psychedelic powers. Mysterio hatches a plan to lure Spider-Man out by committing crimes, but unknown to the Mystic Man, Peter Parker is having a crisis of conscience. While Peter still swears to help those in direct need, he's more hesitant to go swinging after a villain simply to stop them from doing what they do. Basically, financial or petty crimes are below Spider-Man's pay grade. Mysterio cooks up a plan to get on the TV and scam boomers into believing that his obvious lies are fact. Unfortunately, Aunt May sees him on the television and gets so spun up that she ends up laid out on the couch due to shock. For Peter, Mysterio has just made this. Personal. Spider-Man heads off Mysterio uh, at his secret base. Mysterio excitedly tries to show Spidey his model amusement park. The toy model is so cool that Spider-Man isn't able to avoid Mysterio's photon railgun that seemingly shrinks Spider-Man down to the size of the toy model. The issue ends with, with Mysterio towering over Spider-Man, who is now a mere six inches tall. Um, I, 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 I cut out a little bit like of 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 this of this issue it it seems like Green Goblin is kind of getting things cooking again uh we we glazed over that, and uh Peter and Gwen Stacy uh, were able to patch things up. But as it relates to mysterio, I thought that was the most comprehensive uh short summary I could give. I don't totally understand how. The greatest special effects man Hollywood has ever known, now also knows how to create like a, a dome with psychedelic or or, or mind altering powers. But breezing breezing over that part, um, I, I I thought that this was really cool. The the final pay so the last panel was like a full page panel, um, and it was. Not only a very cool shot, but I I, I thought the abandoned warehouse scene uh, about two thirds of the way into Spider-Man: Far From Home, where 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 Mysterio is really kind of showing off the height of his powers of illusion, um, that that scene seemed to take a lot from this this idea that. Mysterio could just completely take over your reality and, and, and cripple your ability to to grapple with what you're seeing or you know seeing, hearing, feeling. Uh, just he he can completely arrest all of your senses.
1: Yeah. And I, I do think they get even further into that in sixty seven. Yeah. Um,
0: the, the
2: the pieces that really stuck out to me were Spider-Man's motivation. So Davis kind of explained how Spider-Man is sort of shifting what he cares about. And at one point, Gwen Stacy's dad and someone from the Bugle are having a nice little lunch chat about Spider-Man. And they ask themselves, like, what is his motivation? And it just got me thinking how... In this comp, like in this version of the movie, with no Uncle Ben, I was like, "What is Spider-Man's motivation?" And I think that's kind of where this movie goes: is he's balancing what does it mean to be Spider-Man and why am I doing this? With like, I want to be a, a normal person, and he doesn't. He doesn't have that same motivation that I think we've seen in other iterations of this character.
1: Yeah, so for sure, really.
2: Yeah, and anyway, it feels like maybe they picked up on some of that from the comic, and we can talk about it more when we get to the movie, but that was really interesting.
1: Yeah, that's a really cool point, actually. I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, there there, there are some characters who are so integral to like the superhero genre, both, both movie and comic books, that we don't often explore their their like base personality like why they do the things they do i I, i'm I'm thinking kind of most specifically about spider-man uh probably captain america would be in there too and then like superman um but the most interesting and like heralded comics of i i I guess i can only speak specifically to to superman but I'd, i'd imagine it's the same with with, with Spider-Man and Captain America is when they, they take that time to kind of pick the character apart and ask the question, why? Uh, so it, it's very cool that, you know, we're, we're seeing the probably the seeds of that very, well, relatively early in, in Spider-Man's saga. Are there any other oh. thoughts on... 66 if not Ryan I can turn it over to you for just a quick recap on 67.
1: Yeah, I mean there are a few other side plots going on but essentially the whole of it is Spider-Man is now tiny and he's in some sort of set that seems kind of like a carnival and he is like he has to fight this giant Mysterio. And he's confused, but he eventually figures out. Oh, he also fights a dragon. I feel like that part is important.
2: Okay. Before you reveal what the truth is, I didn't read this one, and my guess is it's not a tiny like he's not tiny, it's a giant set. It's it reminded me of um a part of Animal Kingdom. All right. David, do you have a guess?
0: Um, my 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 guess was just that Spider Man was in some sort of like drug fueled haze but uh but mysterio had created some way to like I- interact with peter's uh psyche
1: all right and I... what happened cory you are correct <gasps> yes but i'm gonna ask you one more follow-up question just okay to, uh... this is bull <laughs> just to solve I... one other mystery okay why was mysterio giant
2: Ooh, okay, so I was thinking this is, like, a projection or something robotic. So it wasn't, like, real Mysterio, something he created.
1: He he is a giant robot, Mysterio. Ah, okay! And Mysterio (laughs) is controlling it all, and Spider-Man realizes that he is regular size and singles out Mysterio's Mysterio's, uh, uh, hidden location inside of a ride and yeah he beats him up
2: okay so that that does have very similar things to the movie then it's
1: really cool yeah good stuff
0: well that's a really poorly written uh (laughs) (laughs) storyline
2: and I'm, no I'm no fun to watch things with because I, I I am pretty good at guessing. Yeah. <laughs> or so... uh, yeah, understanding plot points.
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, my 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 wife is the same way. And, and I mean, it it is impressive, but sometimes I like things to just like play out. I, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 simple minded enough as to where uh, you know, th- think things happen, and i'm I'm always at least a little bit surprised, but uh, Taylor, my wife, loves to puzzle it out, and it's it's satisfying to watch her do that, but then I don't get the simple pleasure of just being able to sit there and be like, "Wow, I can't believe they did that." So it's a give and take.. <laughs> Um, Once
2: again, I'm obsessed with Taylor.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you two have a lot of uh, very similar qualities. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe, may, maybe your son will be from an anonymous sperm donor, and you and Taylor will be able to tell the story to your son of <laughs> of how you met. <laughs> That kid's father.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay. My new mission in life is to steal Taylor from you. D- All right. Don't, but I get don't, James. Don't, think about, don't worry about James. He's he's not a problem. I'm just going to kill him. It's fine.
0: Whoa. Whoa.
1: That would oh, be an, an interesting on? plot I... point of how I met your father. <laughs>
2: kill your third partner. Um, did, do I not threaten to kill James a lot on this?
1: I, I don't. I think this is the first time this has happened. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. All right. My, my V um, I probably should have eased you into that, that I don't know why I don't know how it happened. But it's something I say a lot. Uh. Um, so actually, I've admitted it, like, everywhere. I'm sure that the Google Assistant has recorded me saying it so many times. So I joke that it's at the point where if James ever dies, everyone I know, and also, like, all of the evidence will point to me just because I say this so much.
0: Man, yeah, Corey Cor- Cor- brought her Corey B personality to the Corey A podcast, uh, but we we are we we are wishing James all the best. Uh,
1: Good luck, James. You know, what's yeah. really annoying. He's not
2: afraid <laughs> of me at all. He says I'm not scary, and that he could take me, and that I'd never be able to murder him. So.
1: Mm. <laughs> Well, with my wiry frame, you'd be able to take me, so I am scared of you, Corey.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I'm very scary. I, I, I,
0: I, don't know if you scare me, but you could kill me. So I'm, I, 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 I feel like between the three of us, we we represent like every possible, uh, you know, outcome.
2: All right. Well, if I ever go dark, watch out.
0: All right. Good to know.
2: Uh, So Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, let's 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 do the movie, guys. Um, So we are, as I said, reviewing Spider-Man Far From Home. This is the official end to phase three. It's it's a very good movie, but it does kind of feel like phase three ended with a fart in the wind because this uh, is comes out kind of immediately on the tails of. Uh, Avengers: Endgame. Uh, this was released July 2nd, 2019. Budget of 160 million dollars. Box office of 1.132 billion dollars. Uh, Peter Parker's relaxing European vacation takes an unexpected turn when Nick Fury shows up in his hotel to recruit him for a mission. The world is in danger as four massive elemental creatures, each representing Earth, Air, Fire water emerge from a hole torn in the universe peter soon soon finds himself donning the spider-man suit to help fury and fellow superhero mysterio stop the evil entities from wreaking havoc across the continent um very quickly before we get to like some of the more discussion questions i just gotta ask did did you all remember how this movie started because for the first 45 seconds i thought i had rented the wrong movie
1: i'm trying to remember the beginning now
0: so the 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 opening shot is of a car an audi of course uh driving in kind of pastoral mexico and coming upon a a provincial town square that appears to be decimated. It was not until I saw Kobe Smulders play uh, playing Maria Hill. And of course, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury step out of the car that I realized, okay, this is the right movie, but this isn't like Peter or, or well, th- 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 this, this is not the high school announcement segment that I remember as the opening of yeah. this movie
1: now that you mention it, it it is kind of just like it's not super memorable and so when like even though i just watched this movie over the course <laughs> of last week yes even when you were like mentioning like was this the same movie i didn't even remember this <laughs> but yes yeah, so i do remember it now and yeah I still think of the uh, high school segment as the beginning.
0: Which, which which is a really great way to kind of reckon with what came immediately before, but also <laughs> e- e- ease you into the idea like, OK, folks, the, the, the stakes are not quite as high yeah. <laughs> uh, in this one.
2: I definitely. OK, as we're talking... I really wish this was in the next phase, just thematically, because it feels like this whole next phase, or at least most of it is dealing with the aftermath. So they've set up this huge thing. And now the kind of the part of the story that you never get with a lot of things is like, now what? And this is such a personal experience of now what? Um, and I wish, actually, like I, I wish it started with personal. I wish it started with high school. None of that nonsense in the beginning. And it, I wish it was not so tied to what came before. Like it, it's not a follow up. It's the next path.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So, I, I, I understand what you're saying about like in the. Uh, I, I mean, let let's be honest, like the phases are somewhat artificial They're uh, fake. yeah d- <laughs> distinctions but it 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 can help us understand like the the meta story that is being told and you feel like this is more at home in phase 4 which is kind of dealing with the fallout of the the infinity saga uh, a- a- as opposed to it being truly a part of that
2: and i think okay this is this is a big picture thought but overall as i was watching this movie i was reminded that really my favorite things are the individuals or like the small portions that make up the big storyline which i think is why i hated the avengers movie the first time i saw it um and i still have mixed feelings (laughs) Um, <laughs> uh, because like I didn't get my intro to everyone, and it just felt like cobbled together and just all of these things happening where I love just like the cap- capsule stories um, instead of the compilations, although i I feel like some of the the previous ones are just stellar, so good. Um, but this then brings you back to that that individual story, which is like what my favorite parts of the next phase are going to include, um. Yeah, mm. and so I, I really like this type of Marvel movie. Um Yeah, okay, end of thought. That was really rambly. No, no, no. <laughs> no
0: well go 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 ahead, Ryan.
1: I I mean I, I agree and I, I do wonder like like I do I do find it interesting the semantics of like them deciding this is the actual end of phase three and I kind of wonder is it a way to ease us into the next phase and kind of say, like, mm-hmm. here's how we move on, but then the next movie is Black Widow, which is taking place within Phase 3, but it's Phase 4. But because of weird uh, release schedules, WandaVision actually came out before Black Widow, and so did Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and so... But like, is it also have anything to do with Sony? Did they want to like, did they put in their contract, they're part of like phase three or something like that? And like, oh. I, I feel like there could have been a number of factors that made this part of phase three, but I do kind of like it as kind of like, it is a little symbolic of, hey, Tony Stark is dead Peter Parker in the first movie was kind of being mentored by him, but now that Tony Stark is gone, like, he still kind of has this push and pull of, like, I still want a mentor, but I also want my own life, and it's kind of like a transition from that old MCU, or the original MCU, to the new MCU.
0: It's, it it it's It's interesting, like our chronology of all of this because I, I i had forgotten just how long a gap there was between this the end of phase 3 and the theatrical beginning of phase 4 black widow came out july 9th 2021 and some some of that was due to the pandemic but that is over 2 years between marvel movies and theaters and I I I I really don't know if, like, people in Phase Four, I, I I have heard more complaints of superhero fatigue, um, during Phase Four than I did in in any other time in in the MCU's history. And granted, like, part of that is because it's continuing, but. I, I I feel like anytime a movie underperforms now people talk about superhero fatigue. And there there have been some really high highs in in phase four, but I I can't help but wonder what the reception would have been if the if the release schedule was a little bit less compacted and and had been able to continue to kind of coast off of the success and and buzz around Avengers Endgame. Like if, if, if Black Widow had released in 2020, per se, would that have helped its box office success more or less? Don't know.
2: This is such a tangent, so I need to be stopped. But um, it's always really interesting to me that... It feels like the perception of the TV shows is that like they've done poorly and they're gonna cut peter them out, whereas that's not my favorite part. I love them so much, and I I almost wish they cut back on their expectations and like streaming was more of a positive than what it seems like, where it's become yeah. this con that's changing the way they're perceiving their cash cow of of marvel movies and um it feels like they're really changing the strategy away from them because of that like superhero fatigue and all of that um yeah okay
1: um i am going to table this but i am going to say please uh we got to do an episode on the current state of the mcu Ooh
2: love that
1: i'm dying too. so we I, I think we should do next week our rankings and then the week after that just have a big free for all the union. about it yeah
2: <laughs> i like that i like that maybe
1: cool. maybe we'll try to find a guest who hates the mcu right now and maybe we'll get their <laughs> <taste too. laughs>
2: i love i love a hater <laughs> um okay spider-man
0: mr hater the state of this marvel union is strong okay
1: by the way we uh, love barry yeah <laughs> we got bill Hader. was the joke we
0: did we we, we got him and, and and it's even better that he hates the marvel cinematic universe
1: <laughs> i actually haven't seen barry but i heard people like it so
0: yeah I, i'm yeah uh, okay <laughs> what 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 did you all think about the structure of this movie and 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 corey i'm I'm curious like i I think that this may go back to your comment about liking the smaller, more intimate stories that can be told within a superhero movie as opposed to the global or solar system wide or universal threats that 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 sometimes cast a shadow over what could be more character-driven films.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things I really like about this is it didn't feel like it was falling into as much of the trap that sometimes these movies do where it's all about the bad guy. Um, mm, and instead, sure. this was more a very familiar type of movie where it's a little bit of a rom com and a little bit of this coming of age story of trying to figure yourself out um, with with then the whole context of Spider-Man. And I, I feel like I've seen this type of movie different times with like non superhero characters where you go on a school trip and all, you know, all of this happens and the love of your life and blah, blah, blah. But then we we also have all this happening. Um, it felt very authentic and a very authentic way of saying this part of Peter's life. And I really liked because that also made it a very authentic way for people to experience uh, the blip. And what does that mean for the human element of it and sort of removing a lot of... Um, the the supernatural, not really supernatural, the the other world, I don't know. The the things that are not realistic. Like it it I think it did a good job of helping us with that suspended belief where it was these real feelings and these real people real in quotes going through it. Um so I actually really liked the pacing because it didn't feel it's it like a good break. I'm I'm like playing with everything on my desk while I'm talking. <laughs> Just dropping them. Um, yeah, Uh, but, yeah, cut cut me off.
1: Uh, I was thinking a similar thing, but for different reasons. Ooh, okay. I really like how, up until The Twist, it, it follows the formula of most superhero movies. Mm. Where you kind of get your setup of the bad guys, uh, he it goes along with the kind of the mentor thing of Mysterio is seemingly yes, yeah. taking over Peter's mentor role. Um and then you watch as he's about to sacrifice himself and all this stuff, and then they like finally make some progress and defeat the, the fire elemental and it's still all very compelling for all the reasons you said, Corey. There's there's the human element of it all and you're interested in Peter's life and how like being a superhero is affecting him. And that's what I think makes the twist that much greater. Yeah. Is it it seems kind of by the book to me up until you realize, oh, like obviously if you know Mysterio's a bad guy, you know something is <laughs> is up but if you don't like when peter walks out of the bar and everything starts fading away i think that's a really cool way of doing like the twist of hey these guys are in it for the money and hate tony stark and all that stuff i think that's a cool reveal. yeah
2: oh best reveal (laughs) uh like honestly i had no idea who mysterio was and i was I, as we, I guess, kind of have discussed. I'm rarely shocked, and I was just shocked, and it was so cool. <laughs> um, so, mm-hmm. Well,
0: so what? What was it like for you all watching the movie? Like, uh, I'm I'm assuming this wasn't the first time you've you've seen it. So, knowing that twist, uh, did it did it take away from from that first half of the movie, uh, n- knowing what was coming, or did you kind of have a new appreciation for what was happening kind of behind the scenes?
1: I, I think it was still a twist for me, despite knowing Mysterio was the bad guy going into this movie for the first time, because now the twist for me was, Oh, these are all ex employees of Stark industries. And it, it was sort of a twist on like Mysterio from the comics is, the special effects guy, but Mysterio in this movie is a disgruntled employee of Tony Stark's who's, mm. uh, who like has access to all this incredible technology.
2: The big thing that I was, uh, while watching this time, where it was not a twist anymore, what I really loved getting out of it, and I, I think this, this doesn't happen a lot when you're watching something or reading something where you already know what's going to happen, But in this instance, the entire time I was enjoying being in on the joke because I noticed how outrageous the storyline that Mysterio's team came up with um, and how how meta and teasing it almost felt about this whole world and everything they were doing with it. And so it felt like it was was a whole different movie and a whole different plot when you know what's happening.
0: I, I I. I think that this movie came in like despite all of the discussion that we had about um, this being kind of a letdown following in game. I, I thought it was like a genius move to take what had happened immediately before, like the uh, the, the the ancient ones. Description of. That, that, that's Tilda Swinton's name, right? Um, the okay. Yeah, the, the, the Ancient One's description to Bruce Banner about how, like, you're, you're going back in time, but you're in a different timeline. And, yeah. and, and how, you know, there are parallel universes stacked on top of one another, blah, blah, blah. Quantum realm, blah, blah, blah. Um, taking that, using that against the viewer because yep. we we took the idea that, oh, Quentin Beck is just someone from another timeline. That makes sense. Like, oh, the, the these these monsters came in from the other timeline. Yes, of course. Yes, yes. So we're kind of nodding along like those birds that dip in water, like the little, you know, things they like dip their beak in the water and just keep going back and forth. And uh, you know what? Scratch that. Edit it out. We're nodding like bobbleheads. And, uh... A- and and we are
1: or like one of those dipping birds
0: oh yes exactly <laughs> uh with- the, with the little top hat yeah
1: uh everyone just imagine i edited out the part that davis was talking about <laughs> editing <out>. yeah <laughs> and then think of me as a genius when you hear me <laughs> talk about a dipping bird. <laughs> you're like holy cow <laughs> um
0: i i i I just thought it was it was very clever to to have kind of that gotcha moment um be even more impactful because I'm sure a lot of us in the audience felt that we were so smart uh knowing how it tied into in game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, um and then final thing, Taylor actually pointed this out when, when we were watching, you can see Quentin Beck Mysterio Jake Gyllenhaal uh when when the when the class is in Vienna shortly before um the the water monster appears behind Peter's shoulder you can see um Mysterio like in street clothes kind kind of incognito um it it it's it's like a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing but we were we are ninety nine point nine percent sure that 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 was Mysterio uh, cool. and it was yeah, just you just a fun little Easter egg.
1: That's so cool. <laughs> uh, I do want to say great soundtrack in this movie.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. I oh,
1: I like uh, all of the songs. Great commentary by me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I was so rude. Because you you were pointing out something you liked, um, I also really liked the the soundtrack. By the way, what wasn't it? Um, Michael.
1: Jacquinot.
0: Yeah, J- J- Jacquinot. Uh, he directed Luca, which was a streaming only or like you know st- direct to streaming movie. I wish, like Corey, that that did not have a stigma around it. Uh, one of my favorite animated movies of the past few years incredible that he could make such a good score and such a good movie uh he's, so he's, he's very one of those talented
1: guys who scores like 90% of movies right?
0: right he he does a lot of work yeah um yeah you'll 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 if, if you're looking for it, you'll see him around in a lot of places let, let me um, just
1: read the first 10 that appear Please. When you search for it, Werewolf by Night, Ratatouille, Love it. Banger, Up, Incredibles, Coco, Incredibles Two, The Batman, Inside Out, Star Trek, Tomorrowland, Jurassic World Dominion, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol.
0: Wow, you oh. you you could say by scoring the Batman <laughs> that he also helped to score my ode to uh, comic book movies, which. <laughs> Would probably be just outside his top ten.
1: I gotta memorize what that Nirvana song is for every time we mention the uh, Batman. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. What 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 is what is that? Uh, oh, something, something in the way.
2: It's such a great bad song. <laughs> uh,
0: I I I don't know where to wedge this in, but I'm thinking of it right now, and I I didn't write it down, and I want it said. Um. When they're in Venice at the town square, right before you can see Quentin Beck over Peter Parker's shoulder, there are people with some masks on, and someone says, "One, two, three, cheese." Say pizza, and someone says, "Pizza time." It's in the closed captioning. Someone says, "Pizza time" in this movie.
1: The Ninja Turtles are coming to the Sony Spider Verse.
0: <laughs> Hobie McGuire is <laughs> running. Full sprint from wherever he is to elbow the director right in the temple for inserting uh, meme Maguire (laughs) Spider-Man content.
1: I guess I shouldn't have thought of the Ninja Turtles. I, I guess I haven't watched enough Bully Maguire videos other than the ones that you and another friend of mine have sent me.
0: I... I I am happy that Tobey Maguire got his shine, but there are so many ways that the Ninja Turtles could be seamlessly inserted into the MCU. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? How about this? Next question. This movie has a lot of humor, including subtle references that you only catch if you have it with closed captioning. Um... Did you have like a favorite bit or running gag or just funny things from the movie that you want to point out?
1: Uh, love Brad as a character. The, oh, I hate Brad. The, the little boy that grew up five years and is now a hug.
2: So great.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think of my my favorite bits. But I, I, I do like the uh, the ongoing joke of like, is Happy and Aunt May dating?
2: <gasps> yes. Oh, I love their line, their storyline.
0: <laughs> and um, and mm-hmm. uh, well, just and, and and how happy like at at the end of the movie when 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 uh, Peter confronts them, Happy's like, yeah, we're definitely dating, and May's like, no, we're just having fun, like we're 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 just friends. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll see where it goes. <laughs> He's like, well, uh, I, I know where it'll go.
1: Got to mention the Peter Tingle. <gasps> yes, the I, Peter Tingle. I think that's one of the funnier ones to be.
0: Love um, the Peter Tingle.
2: I love I love how he embraces it. Like that's I think that's the reason it like works so well is he embraces it awkwardly. Um, My favorite was Ned and Betty's relationship and (laughs) how they end in the end. Oh my gosh. Just the whole life cycle of their relationship how it only happens because they randomly are sitting together and then it's like it's just a trip romance and then they're done.
1: (laughs) I gotta mention the comic book tie to that where they were married in the
0: comics. Whoa. Vava voom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But Ned in the movies, in these movies, is kind of more like the character Genki in uh, the Miles Morales comics, Okay, who is kind of like Miles's nerdy best friend, and Ned in the comics is a very different character, who's kind of like the adult who likes Betty Brandt, but Peter also likes Betty Brandt.
0: When 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 you say the adult who likes Betty Brandt like
1: They're they're both of age. Okay. <laughs> I think. I, can, I actually don't remember.
0: I mean, you you won't be in trouble no matter what the answer to that <laughs> is, but the 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 way that you said the adult just gave me pause. I um, he, he does honestly,
1: seem like more of an adult compared to Peter. Okay. And, okay. But maybe it's just he's like much more mature and. Right. Right. Peter is constantly skipping town, and Betty's confused, and so Ned swoops in. He's more of the uh, the Brad. Okay. In the
0: comics. All right. Good good enough. I, I I like that explanation. Emotionally.
1: Yes, but it when he kind of appears, it, it kind of seems like he's like a grown man, so it's hard to say.
0: <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh my 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 favorite bit so first off, I just gotta shout out uh Martin Starr and JB Smoove, the two uh teachers, were both great. I love Agreed both of them as comedic actors, but JB Smoove, classic scene stealer, he he keeps blaming everything on witches. <laughs> which which, so good. which which is funny enough, but when when Peter gets the Edith glasses and he's looking around, uh he is he, he he's he he can see everything that um that that everyone is like doing on their phones. And JB Smoove is Googling History of Witches. And <laughs> I thought that was great. That's, um
1: it, it, it is funny to me that like it it seems like such an unlikely pair. mark yes. Starr and JB Smoove.
0: They, they 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 have really good chemistry off, off, off of one another. Um and 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 I think that we've mentioned this in Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, or or in the Hulk episode. But uh, Martin Starr, like he, I, I I guess it is becoming more common, but he crossed over. Like he he was the research assistant in the Incredible Hulk, uh, and canonically he is the same character in in these Spider-Man movies. That's right. Yeah.
1: And I I think a lot of fans have written their own fan theories about how he was, like, studying to become a teacher and ends up teaching at Peter's school.
0: Right. I I, I don't know where to put this, but it's funny, so I'm just going to quote Flash when talking about his love for Spider-Man. He says, He's inspiring. He protects the neighborhood and makes me want to be a better man. Sees Peter. What's up, dickwad? I thought you drowned. Is
1: great. Um, I mean,
0: yeah.
1: I also like Night Monkey. Mm. It's great how he says, oh, it's Night Monkey. And then all of a sudden, every news <laughs> publication yes. and every yes. person is just like, oh, it's not Monkey. Uh, the kindness of the Netherlands people is great, too. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> I... <sighs> I feel like every time we break down one of these movies, I am semi-shocked at the level of detail that that each of these different pieces bring to the overall storyline and how you don't notice how well done the scripts generally are until you're sitting and then we're just like reminiscing about every single beat or main like main too tiny piece of the storyline is memorable.
1: Is John Watts who I believe directed this movie. He is, did. Is he still doing Fantastic Four, or has that been moved to a different director?
0: Um, I have no idea. I'll look it up.
1: Yeah,
0: I... Uh, he has exited Fantastic Four.
1: Okay. I, I think I remember hearing that, but I wasn't positive maybe they haven't said the maybe it's matt Shackman.
0: yeah i i'm um yes man you're on it matt Shackman is officially directing fantastic four bummer um
1: i, I like all these john watts spider-man movies so I'm sure Matt Shackman will do great.
0: Yeah, I mean... You know, he's he's handsome but not too handsome, and that's exactly what you want.
2: <laughs> sure, for sure. I think about that a lot. Uh,
0: I don't know any of the things he's directed. Gee whiz. It looks uh, like he's done
1: a lot of TV.
0: yeah he did meet the hollow heads in 1989. So he, I mean, he's been at this for a while, man. Okay. Anyway, Um, uh, that's, that's Matt Shackman. I'm sure he'll do great.
1: I, I do want to say I like the decision to, uh, kind of set up MJ as the crush and her like becoming part of, Spider-Man's team. Right. And I don't know. I I think that adds some some good wrinkles to the story and especially sets up some even juicier bits from No Way Home. Or from, yeah, No Way Home.
0: Yeah. I I thought that this was a really important movie um, for MJ's character because I didn't really like I didn't didn't dislike her
1: big part in the first one.
0: Right. And that was kind of
1: like a a reveal at the end. Like, oh, you need to care about her because her Mm. name's MJ.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Hello, people. Her name's MJ. Um,
2: All right. I got to say, I loved her. I loved her portrayal. It's like uh the exact kind. I don't know. I just think like Zendaya's snarky, subtle um, I don't know, personality, like character in this movie is the exact person that I often gravitate towards from a movie as being, you know, a preferred character. So I was really excited in this movie to have her be playing this bigger role. And one of my favorite pieces is when he's like, I want it, I've been wanting to tell you something. And she's like, you're Spider-Man. And he just yeah. throws him completely off. And he's like, no, I'm not, what are you talking about? And then he's like,
1: okay, fine, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I really like Zendaya in this one, or Zendaya. Do we know what the official pronunciation is?
2: I don't.
1: I'm going to go with I, Zendaya.
2: I'm... Okay, Zendaya. Um, also, her and what's-his-face, the cutest couple, I'm a big stan. They better still be together, because I actually don't know. Tom Hall. Tom Holland,
0: yes. I, I believe that they are still together. So, rest easy.
1: Uh, it says uh, Zendaya in oh. this pronunciation guide.
2: Okay, and I'm seeing they're still together, and they might be living together in London. So we're all we're happy <laughs> and wonderful, and that's so great for those kids. Mm. Are they are they kids? They're or-
0: 26.
2: All right, so not really then no that's not substantially younger than me, right <laughs> <laughs> or you, davis
0: yeah they're they're they they are in that blessed state where they're still figuring it out
2: mm-hmm. uh
0: and 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 they shouldn't be expected to know everything, not even for like four or five more years. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: I think we're not quite at the expected to know everything phase, actually.
0: And In, exactly yeah
1: they're also at the age where they just enjoy the billions of dollars they've accrued uh, <laughs> from being famous movie stars <laughs> yeah.
0: oh,
2: if only I mean <laughs> kidding we're all at that phase too
0: yeah So, so such a fun age um, <laughs> I, I so like I I don't have many more questions for you all but one, one thing that I wanted to make special note of is i i think that warehouse scene with with mysterio is one of like like a top three mcu moment for me um or or, or like scene and I, like doctor strange had some some like mind bending experiences in in terms of cgi work but i can't think of many better than than how they like scripted portrayed but 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 also animated that 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 whole um abandoned warehouse scene where just spider-man's entire world was just you know being being turned upside down and, and mysterio absolutely had him by a string. Um, yeah. Very, very cool.
1: It is really
2: cool. The whole fake out like it's so good.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it, and um, like. You, 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 you see the effects of that a little bit later, like at the very end of the movie, when Peter finally kind of takes care of of Quentin, the, the, the first thing that he does is grab the Edith glasses and ask her, like, is this real? Uh, because he's been so, you know, out of out of sorts for for so long.
1: Yeah. Um also great great reveal after saying for many, many years, how could they ever replace J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson and the reveal that they're never going to replace him and he will play this role (laughs) forever. Uh, And then another great way to end the movie on uh, Quentin Beck revealing Peter Parker's identity to the world. Oh,
2: okay. So I... Got to the end of the movie, and I was like, Oh, is the reveal like, do we just end on a happy note? Are we finally happy? And does the reveal actually happen in the next movie? And I'm just remembering everything wrong. And I was like, So jazzed. And then I got to that part, I was like, no, I'm Not happy, <laughs> no one can be happy.
1: Yeah, but I. Yeah, I I did really like that when I saw that, and I it did make me want the next Spider-Man movie faster. Right. Honestly, um,
2: it makes me want to watch all the Spider-Man movies because yeah. I didn't do that. Like the last time I watched it, I didn't prep with all of the Spider-Man, and now I want to. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: okay, so question for you all about like that that scene, the reveal, and everything. Um, at after after Quentin Beck dies, we see grown up Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Um, that hit, like Qu- Quentin Beck's man in the chair, uh, he's you know do, do, doing all the typing re- really quick. He uploads something to uh, to a flash drive, pulls it out, leaves. Uh, when. When I first saw the movie, I thought, oh, okay, he's taking the Mysterio technology or whatever, right? Like, now, now he has it on a flash drive. But on this watch, I was wondering, like, did he just make the video of Quentin Beck, like, the, the, the deep fake video of Quentin Beck revealing who Spider-Man was? Like, is that what he downloaded really quick
1: i never thought of that but that that very much well could be that is a cool idea
0: like i i i don't want to be a party pooper right but unless he was like hard-lined into the fastest internet on earth i doubt that he would be able to replicate the entire mysterio program and put it on a flash drive as quickly as he did so Practically speaking, it would make a little bit of sense that, uh, that 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 it was the Mysterio video outing Peter, but I didn't want to be like that guy.
2: <laughs> um, uh, Mysterio, when, when he like he says, "I have like contingency plans or something like that," and. So actually, that would make a lot of sense if the contingency plans are like he created these videos or maybe even like he created these programs in order for them to to make a video, just like an easy way to continue and then screw up Peter's life.
0: Right.
1: I think it is left a little ambiguous. Like, I, I think you're kind of left wondering, like. Is Mysterio somehow still alive? but it's hard to deny that like he uses the glasses to kind of ask about it. But I, I still kind of get that feeling like, is this a special effect still? Is, is there a way he could have tricked his mind? Right,
0: right. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know the answer, but definitely something to think about. Um, are, are, are there any other like big things that you wanted to pull out from the movie? Uh, or one,
1: one more thing yeah yeah based on the final post credit scene where it is revealed that uh agent hill and agent fury were actually scrolls the whole time and that nick oh of course yeah is really in space just kind of chilling with all the other scrolls um and on this viewing i kind of I got a theory about the new Secret Invasion show that's coming out. Do we think that Nick Fury is planting the invasion? Cuz he's kind of hanging out with the scrolls and I kind of wonder if he, wondering if the Secret Invasion in the MCU is going to be him sending a bunch of scrolls to kind of infiltrate different uh governments and teams and whatnot uh, where in the comics it was the Skrulls were trying to take over Earth and so they were doing that and they figured out a way to not be detected but mm-hmm. because this is a Nick Fury centric show I kind of wonder wondering if that's going to be the twist of like Nick Fury is in space plotting this huge infiltration of things interesting but i don't know that that was kind of my my thought based on remembering in this movie oh he's he's kind of chilling in space while he's having the the scrolls do his dirty work
0: yeah it, nick, nick fury seems to have a little bit of tony stark in him where like he is he he's always doing what he needs to do for the team but he I guess like Quentin Beck always has contingency plans like he he always has a few things up his sleeve and and, and so I I wouldn't be surprised if he was kind of using this this cozy relationship that he has with Scrolls who um conveniently can 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 really help a man whose main main business is espionage uh and and information gathering so yeah having having Nick Fury kind of be at the helm of this so-called invasion would not only explain how like when, when I hear secret invasion, I think, Oh no, the, the scrolls are bad and they, you know, are, are doing these nefarious things, blah, blah, blah. Um, But your theory seems to like reconcile a lot of the different ideas, or or themes that that we know, uh, and and how those could all coexist nicely.
1: Uh, what was the other show that ended with someone talking to scrolls? There's one um, more show, but I can't quite remember. Was it? Maybe there yeah. wasn't.
0: Well, no because idea. because I can't remember, my guess would be Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, but I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, I do not remember. I part of me wants to say She Hulk, part of me wants to say Miss Marvel, part of me wants to say Hawkeye. Mm, yeah,
0: yeah, I, 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 I have no confidence whatsoever but we we can try and figure that out and uh and and do a little bit of uh, reattacking that question next episode
1: i'm (laughs) i'm looking into it oh Uh, even better oh it was at the end of wandavision yeah it was at the end of wandavision that that happened (laughs) Huh. Monica Rambeau was the one who.
0: Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That. That. The. The Captain Marvel link. That makes sense. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, Corey. Any. And anything. Any meat left on the bone that you want to get to.
2: No, I. (laughs) I got to a lot of
0: stuff. Glad. (laughs) yeah i i i i guess just like in in conclusion and feel free to jump in uh e- either of you but this this is a really great example of a smaller movie that can still have stakes can still be funny like have have all of the things that you would want from from a from an epic scale film. Uh, so I, I really liked it. I, I think it will be pretty high on my phase three rankings, although phase three really packs a wallop. Uh, they, they, they've stellar. got quite, Yeah, quite the lineup. So it, it, it'll be interesting next episode as we not only uh, kind of rank phase three, but also spend a little bit of time trying to trying to parse out all of the MCU and 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 where we rank those things. Um yeah. Well, I, I... What oh, yeah, great flick. Yes. What a picture. <laughs> what a picture.
1: Um
0: all right. Well, that that does it for this episode of the Cinematic Comic Verse podcast. Uh, we appreciate you listening and remember Don't worry about the fact that we don't have a savings account and have two mortgages and no money. (laughs) We'll see you next time.